0: How do you live boldly for Christ in a world that is screaming at you, yelling at you, and just feels completely upside down? Friends, this conversation with my dear friend, Jeanette Peterson, we dive into all the things, the topics that will help you, encourage you, and equip you to deepen your relationship with Jesus, but in a way that is bold and on fire for Christ. But it's probably not going to be what you think it's going to be. And so we're going to talk all about that. If you want more of topics like this, do not forget to register for the Abundant Woman Collective virtual event. Signups are happening now. It's a free event with over 25 women, including Jeanette, speaking, pouring life, equipping, and having credible, honest, raw conversations about different ways to deepen your faith in different seasons of your life. I promise you, like guarantee you, there will be a conversation, at least one, if not 25, that is perfect for you. So make sure you sign up at the links below or go to theabundantwoman.co slash event today. Jeanette Peterson is a powerhouse United States Air Force veteran that has been successfully mentoring, empowering, and inspiring women. She helps them turn their business into ministries. And after leaving the military, she had a lot of learning to do. She learned about herself, her gifts, and what she was created to do. She knew her next job had to be for God. She knew she had to have the creator of the universe as her CEO. She prayed and partnered with God. And as a mentor and speaker, Jeanette knows that your divine purpose is uniquely and only for you. When you walk in purpose, you will no longer feel shame or pain, but joy, peace, and love. It's time to live unapologetically unstoppable. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize
1: your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in
0: my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast,
1: you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your coffee, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am here with my friend Jeanette Peterson. I girls, um, ladies, women. <laughs> when I say that we have tried to record this podcast so many times, I mean it. And so rescheduling once, and then this is like our third time, right? Recording, second, third. And so listen to this episode, <laughs> guys. We are convinced that. That the enemy is just trying not to get this out, which makes sense though, honestly, because we're talking about, and we're encouraging women to live boldly for Christ. And so that is today's topic. That is what we're going to rock and roll with. But I just want to encourage you and tell you, cause we're hundred percent authentic over here that this episode has, we are on episode trying number three. So like plug in, take notes, get your Bible. Let's go. <laughs> um, Okay. So Jeanette, they heard a little bit about your intro or like a little bit about you in the intro. What part of your story have you lived boldly for Christ? I would
2: say I was in the military for 11 years. Okay. And so like in the military, you have to live boldly in like, you can't just be a simple person living in the military. You have to like go out there. You have to be willing to put your life on the line. You have to be willing to go to Iraq or wherever they send you and be ready for whatever that is. So when I got out of the military, I was like, okay, I want to live boldly like I have been, but I still want to do it for a greater purpose, not just for me, because that doesn't really matter. Let's do that for Jesus. What does that look like in my life? And so when I got out of the military, I was like searching, trying to figure out what that next step was. And I was like, why am I, why am I trying to figure this out by myself? Why am I not asking God? So I need to always go back to God and be like, God, is this from you? Is this what you want me to do? And God, if you listen carefully, he will always answer you. He will always say yes, or show you things. that's like a confirmation of his desires and plans. And, um, we are actually moving somewhere soon. We're moving to California, which is going to be fun. (laughs) And we were asking God over and over if this is the right move for us. And so when we ask God, My husband asked, and I asked, and we both got resounding yeses the same day. And we were like, okay, I guess this is it. But always go back to God because God will show you exactly what step to take next.
1: So good. Yes. So number one, first and foremost, always go back to God. And we (laughs) we talked about this a little bit. But how easy it is for us to, especially as women, I feel like, because yeah. we are the doers and we are in control of the home. And like, yes, we, you know, submit, I know the bad word, but submit to our husbands, but we also submit to the Lord. And yet sometimes we could be, and it, it's so, it happens so quickly. We could be so like, yes, Lord, whatever you have for me. Yes, I love you. Yes, I want to obey you. And then like, I'm just going to take this tiny little on ramp and make my own decisions. Cause you know, like you have so much to deal with God. You don't need to worry about my finances or you don't need to worry about my parenting or like, you know, when that's not it, he wants all of us all the time. And so little decisions, I mean, I'm not talking about like, what are the directions to Chick-fil-A, but like little decisions, disagreements, you know, life, huge life plans, like moving across the country. They all get submitted to God first because it's his plan anyways, right? It is,
2: right? It, it literally is. And God wants abundance for us in like so many different ways and so many different things. And if we're just doing it on our own, we will never get what he has for us ever. Because we're going to think that we can do things in our own power and our own strength. And really it's minuscule compared to what God can do. Like literally yeah. he said, let there be light. And there was light before there was even a sun. Like, I don't know what that means exactly, but that sounds ridiculous. I can't do that. I asked my kids to turn off the lights and it takes me 15 times to ask them to turn off the lights before that even happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Being a parent, um, highlights a lot of these things that I'm sure God knows <laughs> with all the time. Um, yes, but then, yes. So he wants abundance for us. And I feel like though, hear me, love me, Sometimes when life is really good and really comfortable, and maybe we're living in our abundance that we don't need that. We're good on our own oh, because yeah. life is good, right? Oh, and yeah. it's not until tragedy happens, the world collapses, something happens in the news that we're like, oh my gosh, God, where are you? And I imagine our loving father being like, still right here. Come here, come back to me, sister, like or daughter, not sister, <laughs> come back to me. I'm still right here. But sometimes. When life is so good, we forgot. To, we forget almost to still live boldly for Christ. We don't yes. want to rock the boat. We don't want to get canceled. We don't want to <laughs> stop shopping at wherever, like whatever, fill in the blank. It is, but if we seek him first, scripture confirms a bajillion times that he has our best interest in mind. If we follow him, submit to him, are obedient to him then our will lines up with his will and his will is better than we can ask, think, or imagine, right? Yes. Submit it all to God.
2: All of it. Yes. I think sometimes we like, especially when I was in the military, it was like, we are, we were our own gods. We had to make things happen on our own and I could not even fathom, like giving something to God who I can't see or talk to, like I'm talking to you and be like, okay, God, What's next? I was like, no, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this happen next instead of, Hey God, what's the next step? God, what am I supposed to do here? God, this is a crossroad I'm at. Show me which way to go next. And I think that's very important to always go back to God and ask him because he will show you the right way. He will show you. And then we got to work on our obedience mm-hmm. to him and not to people, because I feel like, especially as women we're people pleasers. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to like make somebody not like us. And it's very hard for us because we want to be in community and be liked, but sometimes being in community and being liked is not as important as living boldly for God, that table flipping Jesus. Like I love that version of Jesus. Like everyone's like, Jesus is so nice. And so so timid, no, he also flipped tables. He also said, Hey, get out of my father's house. This is not where you should be. Get out of here. You're perversing this sacred space. Sometimes we gotta do that. Sometimes people are not gonna like us. But you know what? I'm gonna be in heaven at the end of the day. So I don't care as much.
1: Yeah, that's so funny. I, I actually told this to my kids a little bit because they were uh talking about disciples and talking about like what sort of happened with them. And my older two will sometimes argue (laughs) about scripture (laughs) and I'm like, Hey guys, literally you cannot argue about Jesus. You cannot argue about scripture. Like you can disagree, but like look in the Bible and find the answer. Don't argue anyways. side note. Um, but they were talking about two, I forgot who, but I was Judas and someone else. And, um, and then, so I sort of entered the conversation with two things. One. Do you guys know how the disciples sort of ended? Like they followed Jesus throughout their life. And like, ladies, their demise wasn't pleasant. They weren't like celebrated and um enjoyed. They were killed. And so, <laughs> and, you know, like in Jesus himself, if that is our example and his followers, then like who are we to think that we're going to have this cozy, comfortable. Flesh life, like we're not, but walking in obedience to him means exactly what you said. We have everlasting life. We have this is so temporary that these afflictions they hurt so bad. But if I'm eternally minded, then I don't care. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not my focus, it's not my priority, it's not my heart. But we as Christians have gotten so used to teetering the line of in the world, but we're Christians like walking this death walk, really. And so we think everything should be good. And we think that life should be great. And if we look to biblical, sorry, truth bomb or newsflash, we look to biblical people. <laughs> that is not always the case. And so I don't know, that was for somebody, but my kids were literally having the argument and they were like, whoa. And I was like, so do you still want to follow Jesus? And yeah. they're like, yeah, I'm like, even if it means that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. It's
2: not gonna be easy. I feel like when we think about, all right, I'm just gonna like, I'm a homeschool mom, be like, I'm just gonna be like the good homeschool mom and shelter my kids and yada, 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 that's great. That is great. But I also want to equip them because real things are gonna to happen to them and they have to fight the devil. Like I want them to be able to do that and not be scared or be easily swayed by those things that is out there in the world. I want them to be aware I'm in prepared, not, not just throw them out there at 18 and be like, good luck. Yeah. No, I want them to be like, okay, I have the things I know how to trust Jesus. I know what walking with him looks like. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you get turned to the fruits of the spirit. And that's how, you know, that you're on the right track. That's number three is look for the fruits. Cause when I feel that peace, like I've done some scary things, but I knew that Jesus was with me because I felt the peace. I was not scared. I was uncomfortable. You know what I mean? There's a difference yeah. there. I was very uncomfortable being like this is not this is not fun. This is not fun. But I know Jesus is with me and I know that whatever happens is for his glory and this is this is a safety space even though it feels uncomfortable. So, you got to turn back to the fruits cuz if I literally sat down and was comfortable the entire life, I would not be on fire for Jesus. I would not be doing anything. I would just be sitting in my house making my lunch and my dinner and doing laundry and being the good girl which I'm still a good person but like no like I'm also going out there and being like all right ladies we gotta protect our kids what does that look like let's go slay the devil today because I am not gonna sit here and let him just come into my house slowly through whatever and be okay with that nope I'm gonna how to find him and turn back to Jesus with whatever is happening in my life.
1: Yeah. I feel like, okay. So two things, one for the woman who's listening, who's like, that's so great. I want my kids to be equipped for Jesus. I want them to learn, you know, how to handle these things. I, I feel like that's a roadblock for so many women and that I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know how to fully trust Jesus. How am I supposed to teach my kids that, you know, and my first tip, I want to hear yours, but my first tip is do it with them, like. I'm not a theologian. I'm not like a Bible scholar. I read my Bible. I study it, but like, I'm not some Charles Stanley. Right. And so I don't also have to be that. I don't have to be this world all knowing person. What I literally have to do is trust God with my children and trust God to equip me for my children, but then walk walk it out with my children or whoever, if it's a friend, a spouse, I don't care. Fill in the blank, but you don't have to be this all-knowing person to disciple, to teach, to train, right?
2: No, not at all. I feel like I got baptized when I lived in Las Vegas, which is a crazy place to get baptized, right? Like everybody (laughs) else is on the strip and I'm in church, whatever. And that didn't happen like a few years ago. Like I am not like you, a theologian. Don't ask me, like, sometimes I get the people in the Bible wrong. I know the stories. The most important thing to me is knowing and understanding how God loves us and then always having grace for our children and then always being obedient, whatever that means. So if if God says, all right, we're going to do this, then we're going to do this. And like I said, it's going to be scary. And so if I'm showing my children that I'm praying and I'm walking with Jesus and I'm trying to be obedient. I think that's what you start with is love and obedience. And then everything else will follow. Everything else will kind of be there. And then living life as a Christian, meaning I have to do, I have to do Bible. I have to be in the word. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to worship music. Cause if I'm not, it's so easy for my mind to start shifting back to the world and what everybody else is saying and doing and being distracted by that. As long as I've got my eyes on Jesus, it's easier for me to be like, all right, yes, I'm being obedient. Yes. I hear him every day. Yes. I hear his whisper and showing your children that it's hard. You're going to mess up, but showing yourself grace when you do mess up and keep going. I think just keep going.
1: I love that. Thank you for that. I also, okay. So living boldly, I feel like has such a broad definition. And I have some friends that are like, let's just buy property and build a commune. Right. Right. And then I have other friends that you can, maybe if they had the opportunity, find them with a bullhorn on the corner. So like the, (laughs) the range is vast. So when you say live a bold life for Jesus, what does that mean to you?
2: So it's kind of both. I feel like Jesus gives us our unique mission and we all have our special spiritual motivational gifts. We all have something that we are supposed to be doing on this earth. And just find whatever that is and live it 100% full out. So for me, I feel like I'm an encourager. I'm a business builder for women. And I've got a friend who just wants to homestead and be a farmer. And I feel like she's also the, the community director of our homeschool co-op. And so I'm like, she that's her job. That's her job for Jesus is be a homesteader and live fully in the way that she was made to be, which is a homeschool co-op director cool. I'm going to go speak on stages, but our missions are exactly the same as live life for Jesus. And we're hands and feet. My hands can't do what my feet can do. And my feet can't do what my hands can do, but we're both a part of the body of Christ.
1: So good. Yes. Yes. I feel like that is a misconceived notion that I get here at abundant woman is like, I'm not called to speak on stages. I'm not called to be a pastor or preach or whatever big thing. And so it's exactly that. What are you called to do? Is it be a mom? Is it be a college student? Is it to start a small group? Is it to work in corporate America? Uh, Fill in the blank, but you're right. The mission is still the same. Regardless of what your role or job title is, it's literally being the hands and feet in Jesus wherever he's placed you, period. If that's on a stage, great. If it's at corporate America, fantastic. If it's in the public schools, incredible. Like fill in the blank and do that.
2: Yeah, do it full out, 100%. Keep going for Jesus, no matter what. I think that's at the end of the day, what he wants from us is being obedient and living our life for him and loving others, really just loving others.
1: Yeah. We have a plaque that says, love God, love others. And it's super cliche, but I point back to it often. Like it's actually a tool that I use in our family in that whatever scenario, does this love God? Like, is our actions showing that we love God? Is it showing that you love your sibling or me, or you know what I mean? And so those two love God, love people. Like if we love God, we obey his commandments, scripture. And so sometimes his commandments call us to do things that are uncomfortable, but if we're obedient and surrendering to him, right? Like we talked about, then the uncomfortable doesn't really matter. It's hard, but it doesn't really matter. And loving people also means speaking truth. Loving people is not being complacent or being tolerant or, what other word can I find? (laughs) It's not always that right. Loving people, man, if I, if we were BFFs and I was doing something that was completely off. Yeah. I mean, yes. But I meant like, if you're my next door neighbor in real life, she, yeah, we actually are new best friends because you're my people. (laughs) But if I'm like way (laughs) off course here and like I'm doing something, I don't know, something crazy and you know me and you know the call that God's given me, if you didn't call me out lovingly, if you didn't help to correct me, it would be your bad too. So like, it's not all roses and happiness and tolerance. It also is discipling and walking with people in life. That's why we love relationships around here. We want to get to know people. We want to know their hearts, know their stories, and earn the right to share Jesus with them, and earn the right to correct them if needed, or to love them gently, correct them. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like Sam. What are you doing, girl? Like, is, is that
2: what Jesus told you to do? I don't think so. Let's pray on that together. Let's pray together. Let's let's go talk to Jesus. I don't think that's your thing. I don't think that's your thing, right there.
0: Yeah, and I would expect it honestly.
2: Yeah. in a non-judgy, fully loving way, because I mean, I feel like if you're like condemning people that never like helps them turn around. But if I'm like, come on, girl, you know, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do. Come on, let's go figure it out.
1: Or if you're a keyboard warrior in the comments, friend, that's not coming across great. I can't tell you how many messages you probably get them too. not like a ton, ton, but how many messages are like, you shouldn't be preaching woman, or you shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z person or, and I'm like, that's so cool. Delete and stay on mission. Like, I really don't care, but comments, the internet, probably not the best place to, um, correctly encourage disciple discern someone or whatever, right? right? Like, right. Lovingly in relationship. Yes. I love that. So what does life look like for you now? Living boldly for Christ means you're homeschooling your kids and raising arrows, raising disciples to praise Jesus, because I really do feel like they actually are the such as time as this (laughs) generation. What other ways are you helping to women to live boldly?
2: I, I feel like a lot of us struggle with our faith, especially when the people pleasing starts coming in. Mm -hmm. So I am an encourager of stop doing that listening to Jesus, all the things, right? So I am a coach and I help build businesses. And right now I'm speaking on stages about the five keys to unlock the unstoppable force you are destined to be because we have a destiny and we're doing that. And I love knowing that women are out there that are like us that are on fire for Jesus. And we've all got our own thing and we're living boldly and just keep encouraging them to do those things, to be the people that God made us to be.
1: I love that. And I love what you said about the hands and the feet, the hands can't do what the feet can and feet can't do what the hands can. And there's some of us that were like, I don't ever want to do what that person does. Right. And so right. I love that you are doing it bold facing people facing, but also in your own life as well. Like it's both. And you're doing it in your yes. home. You're doing it on a stage. And yes. that's really like what God calls us to do either. We shouldn't be a different person outside of our home than we are inside of our home. Right. I mean, less makeup on for me. You're welcome. But that's about Will you do me a favor? One recap the three ways and then give us your encouraging sign off. Give us a powerhouse. Like for the woman listening, she's like, heck yes, Jeanette. I love this. I want this, but I need a little kick in the pants. So give that to us. And then we'll talk about socials. Cool.
2: I, so number one is always go back to God. Number one, always go back to God for that last thing he gave you. And he will make your path straight Two. Work on obedience to him and not people. Don't worry about what people will say about you because people always talk about people. That's just a thing we do. Three, look for the fruits of the spirit to guide you. And if you find the fruits of the spirit and you know that you've got the peace, you've got the calmness, you've got the joy, you know you're on the right path. If you're feeling frustration or anger, those are not from God. So look back and find why am I feeling this way? What can I do to feel those fruits to guide me to God's way? So those are the fruits. I mean, those are the, those are the three tips. (laughs) And what was the last question? Sorry, I forgot. No,
1: you're good. Uh, Give us a kick in the pants encouragement.
2: Yes. Okay. For you to become the unstoppable force that you were destined to be, you have to know that you were designed to do your thing. I can't do it for you. Nobody else can do it. God put you on earth for one divine purpose and he's got something for you. So you have to do it. You have to do his thing that he's telling you to do. So stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking, what your mother-in-law is saying, why people at work think you're crazy for Jesus. Who cares? Do the thing that God put you on earth to do. And whatever that is, go do it. He will never let you down. So good. Okay. I need to hear that today too.
1: <laughs> okay. Jeanette, where can we find you? We're going to come say hi and say all the things. Where can we get in touch and say hi? I live on
2: Instagram. I love Instagram. So find me over on the grams, Jeanette.Peterson. And in my my bio, I've got 40 prayers to keep you on track with your life. Because I feel like when we we forget, forget to pray sometimes. We've got kids. We've got all these things. But these 40 prayers will help your business and your life and becoming more in tuned with God and what he wants for you. So go get those prayers. Find me on the gram.
1: So good. Thank you so much for this conversation and this encouragement. I can't wait to share it with the world. Yay. Me too. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in before you go quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username abundant woman co come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.